Welcome back to Women Living Courageously. We are so glad that you have joined us today. And y'all, you are in for a treat today. A few months ago, I was taking part in a wonderful event for podcasters. And as I sat in this grand auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee, a panel took the stage. One of the guests in the panel was a beautiful woman with lots of big hair, a big, huge smile, and bright red glasses. I liked her instantly. Then I heard her speak, and I thought, I want to meet this woman. She has so much wisdom to share. We did meet, we got to talk, and I got to join her on her podcast not long ago. And after getting to know her, I wanted you to have the chance to meet her as well. Her name is Yvette Walker, and she is our guest today on the podcast. Welcome, Yvette. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's good to get to talk to you again. It seems like it's maybe been about a month since we had our other conversation. And I just want my listeners to get to hear a little bit about you. So would you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Yeah. So first of all, I love the way that you connected, you know, how we met. You know, sometimes on Facebook, you see that meme, um, tell me how you met me or whatever. It's always so fun to to understand I don't know how you first came across to someone. So thank you. That was really, really nice. Well, good. Well, it was a fun memory sitting in that convention hall. And, and it, isn't it amazing how God just draws our hearts sometimes to other people? And that's what Absolutely. happened. Yeah, that's kind of what happened with us. So, Yeah. Well, I will tell you. So I am a podcaster as well. I'm host of the Positively Joy podcast, um, which later became a ministry. And I can even tell you that day I, um, I was looking at my logo. And it says Positively Joy in kind of like a script font, at least the logo did at the time. And the word podcast before my eyes and my mind's eye became ministries. And so I said, okay, Lord, I know you just did that. What does it mean? And so right now, besides the podcast, uh, I have an online, uh, it's a Facebook community group where we have daily encouragement. Um, I've begun to write books, which is wonderful. The Lord has allowed me to do that. Uh, And actually, I'm creating a brand new podcast that I believe will, uh, by the time this airs, will be running on journalists. I'm a former journalist who have, you know, turned um, their lives toward ministry. And so he's he's kept me pretty busy. The Lord has. You sound busy (laughs) and you and you have a full time job, (laughs) right? I do. I do. And so I think that's fun. And it does seem like so many of us that write and speak and teach, also do podcasts, and and, and all that world kind of seems to mush all together, doesn't it? It does. It does. And you're right. I'm an educator, former journalist. So I was. I left the newsroom in 2015 and went into full-time education. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of hard to leave that behind. So I still enjoy writing. I still enjoy speaking, as you said. But I realized that the Lord had gifted me uh, with how, how, you know, you may, you may think differently, but the Lord has gifted me uh, some communication skills, right? But I have not used that in his honor. And that came to me kind of like a bolt of lightning. Oh, around, well, it was during the pandemic 2020. And um, I said, okay, Lord, let's do this. I was going to start a podcast. I thought it was going to be on hair. You mentioned hair, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) beauty, beauty and hair. And the Lord said, nope, it's going to be on joy. I love that. said it very, very clearly. I didn't know what he meant. Yeah. Well, and you can have joyful hair and joy about your hair. <laughs> you that's know. true. Yes. I, actually, that's actually funny. We actually had a week of the on the podcast about hair. We really did. That's fun. I love that. <laughs> but but I, you know, I just said, you know, Lord, tell me what you want me 
to say, because again, I really didn't know what he meant. I mean, you know, I know what the word joy is, but it's been, um, it's been two years and going into season four, it's been a wonderful, wonderful learning experience, knowing my, really him revealing my testimony to me more and more and understanding, I think, what he wants people to know. So it's been a great ride. And I can't imagine after everything that we've been through in this world in the last couple of years, a better topic. Joy is a wonderful topic to be talking about. So I love that God gave you that. Um, Let me backtrack just a minute. I want to ask you this because it's always fun to know, how did you come to know Christ personally? Share a little bit of your testimony with us. Sure. So uh, I was raised Catholic. Uh, My mother and father raised me Catholic. I went to Catholic elementary school, um, always went to church. Uh, They call it cradle Catholic, baptized as a baby, got confirmed. Um, So really all that time I've known Christ, I've loved Christ, understood. But over time, as we, as we grow, we get distracted. We go into the world. We're working full time. We're meeting new people, relationships, getting married. Um, And I think that we take our eyes off of him, even though we still know him, we still love him. I never stopped going to church. I was always involved in the church. But as I grew, I realized that there was something more and I became a seeker and not just a believer. That's a great testimony. I think there are so many people that are there. They're sitting in a church, they're filling a pew, and they're attending. But you're right. You use a term. In fact, I want to talk to you about this. You say that we can be sleepwalking or numb in our faith. Will you kind of define that and help us understand what you mean by that? Absolutely. It really was that. I thought everything was okay. um, But then I began to realize that unlike the time when I was a young girl, where I really feel like I could hear him and be in his presence, but it was harder and harder to hear from him and feel like I was in his presence. And I, I, I remember being in church and um, crying in church, feeling that I was not alone, but not with him in church. You know, now I was, I remember it was during a worship song and I just started crying and my, my fiance at the time, who's now my husband, I told him, I said, you know, it was, it was, I told him why I was crying. And he said, do you think that he was with you right then? And I said, oh, okay. Okay. I began to try to understand what does this mean? And so, yes. And, and, and I call it sleepwalking through faith and numb partially because um, at the time uh, earlier than this, when I was really beginning to kind of wonder and, and to, and to just I not even wonder, not even wonder, but just be be complacent, be complacent with my faith, right? But at the time I was married to a man who had bipolar disorder and who uh, had the depressive kind where you sleep a lot. And so my home was basically someone asleep and me watching TV or something. A girlfriend that I had not talked to in a long time, we reconnected and she said, can I, can I ask you something? And she's, and I said, sure. She says, are you depressed? And I said, no, I don't think so. She said, you sound like you're depressed. So I realized that it was situational depression, you know, in his, he had a chemical imbalance for, you know, to be, have bipolar depression, but I, mine was situational. And I was just kind of letting life just kind of pass. That included not reaching out to God and asking him for help and asking him for 
a way for me to cope in the situation. Just, just as I say, sleepwalking through faith, not even really knowing that there was a problem. It took my, my friend to even tell me this. So this was the beginning, I think, of me beginning to wonder what more was there. And in 2019, I had the great opportunity to go to a retreat that was put on by the wonderful Rita Springer. She's a singer songwriter and new podcaster. She's coming out with a podcast. So a little bit of a, a little bit of a blurb for her because I love Rita. And um, she, while I was there, I felt like I had a breakthrough. Wow. Yeah. Um, there were some exercises that we were doing, some great worship, a lot of wonderful wisdom being imparted. And I heard from the Lord. So you feel like he First just time woke in you a up. Long time. You feel like yes. you woke up because <laughs> yes. you said you were asleep. Yes. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. You know, you yeah. Know, that, that seems to be. I hear that story often from people. I have a good friend that um, she kind of lives outside of the city. She lives in our area, and she said she was sitting one day watching these birds at her bird feeder, and she noticed there was a lot of fresh seed at the top of the bird feeder. But she noticed most of the birds were going down and getting the shells that someone else had already opened. And she said she had an aha moment looking at the bird feeder. She said she realized she had been asleep and she woke up and she said, God, that's how I am with your truth. I let other people get the good food and I take the shells. I want to get up there and get the good food and I want to grow closer to you. And so it's funny to me. Isn't that great? But it was like she woke up. And I think so many of us do have these aha moments with the Lord where we've grown Mm -hmm. weary. We're watching TV. We're sad. We're depressed. We've gotten away. We've gotten bored. And it sounds like you had an aha moment or a wake up moment or wake up call even at that retreat. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, is that you said, you said that, you know, many people, I felt like I was all alone. And when I began to have this wake up call and, and then after that, wanting to say, well, what can I do for him? How can I, you know, how can I honor the Lord through the gifts he's given me? Because I did not have a big event that I felt like I was not worthy imposter syndrome. I was not worthy to even have a testimony. I didn't know what my testimony was. As I, as I said earlier, he's been revealing and imparting my testimony to me. I know what it is now. And I think I had trouble even recognizing it because it wasn't a big event. Yeah. But I agree with you. I think a lot of people are like that, which is what makes your friend's testimony and mine important. Absolutely. Even though sometimes it doesn't feel important to us. Uh, so many people's testimonies are much more simple and much more normal daily life <laughs> than they are, you know, some Damascus Road, bright light, blinding experience. And so mm-hmm. I love your testimony. And I, I think so many will be able to relate because they maybe during the pandemic, during the time at home, have grown weary or bored or quit going to church or just kind of lost touch with the Lord. And it's like today's mm-hmm. an opportunity to say, you know what? It's time to wake up. <laughs> you know, so true. Yeah. Yeah, it's time time to wake up. I I will say this, um, you know, there's lots of reasons. You know, we know that Christ is not religion per se. We know that he's our savior and that we desire a relationship with him and that we want to worship with him. And we often do that in church. It's important for us to be with other people. Church can be whatever I suppose you think it should look like, but we have to be with other people. So I do encourage people out there, if if you're just feeling kind of blah about your faith, like it's not that you don't believe anymore, but if you're just feeling blah about it, trust me, there is a richer, deeper 
feeling that you can achieve. And a lot of it is going back to his word because I wasn't spending a lot of time with it. Being creative about his word. Um, I got into Bible journaling. I, I didn't know what it was. Uh, it's basically creating artwork in your Bible. And that might not be for everybody, but it was a way for me to get back into the word in a way that I hadn't done before. Um, and then also just meeting with people, small groups, get involved. You will be surprised how your connection with the Lord will change. Amen. I think that's such a good word. And and it's not uh, hard to get back involved, but we do have to want to again. Um, I love yes, the verse. Yes. I love that verse in Jeremiah that says, if you'll seek the Lord, you'll find him when you search for him with all your heart. And so for those that are listening and you just feel like you've been away, you can come back. <laughs> He's always there. <laughs> he hasn't moved. And so come on back and find the joy again. And uh, that's that's a great testimony. Um, well, let's talk just a little bit more about the imposter syndrome, because you mentioned that. So I know there are plenty of people that deal with that. So describe what that is and and what does it mean? Well, it just means that you're not worthy, that you're not important enough, that you don't have a, an important enough story to tell. And in a way, I felt like not the prodigal son, but the brother, or for me, the sister. I felt like I was a good girl going to church, never strayed away, you know, didn't do the bad stuff, didn't have, you know, a big reversal to have to do, but feeling you know, maybe, you know, not resentful. Obviously, I'm looking at the story, but, you know, but feeling um, maybe left out or not understanding my purpose. Mm, I think that's a really big part of imposter syndrome. And I think a lot of us feel that way. We don't know our purpose and we think we're doing everything right. But yet um, we, you know, we shouldn't want to feel rewarded per se, but we should want to understand the payoff and the payoff is Jesus. And that's maybe what we're not feeling that we're getting, but choosing, you talked about seeking. I talked about seeking. Choosing is also very important. Yeah, that's good. And, and, you know, I love knowing that God has a purpose and a plan for everybody's life. He's given each of us a gift and something that we can do to advance the kingdom and encourage other people. And so I love that you're using your gifts. And I want to encourage our listeners to do the same, to not let feeling like you don't have enough to offer. Um, I heard somebody saying, if you can just cook a meal and share it with someone, if you can just be friendly, if you can just reach out, if you can hold a baby in the nursery, there are a lot of ways to use a gift, sing a solo, write a great letter, write a great blog. All these things matter for the kingdom. And so I love that you're using your gifts and that God's called you to and not letting imposter syndrome keep you from doing that. Mm, so true. And you, some of the things you just mentioned, those just simple daily activities. I, I wrote a devotional called Whispering in His Ear, partially because, you know, the, you know I felt like I was trying to whisper in his ear, but I wasn't hearing his whispers, his still small voice. And in the devotional, uh, I talk about some of those activities and how they still weren't sitting right with me, how I was looking for something that was, um, you know, even more important or was looking for something that was supposed to be satisfying me. What I did not know is that joy is different than happiness or satisfaction, you know, or, or I should say worldly joy or um, anything beyond the joy of the Lord. So many of us go running and clinging to people, to alcohol or other substances, um, to food, 
Um, other things I felt like for me, food has been an issue with me for years. And I felt like that I was always looking to satiate myself, to be satisfied with something. And I would overeat because, you know, I was looking for something. It's the Lord. It is the Lord that will be, is the, really our only joy. It's not a feeling, joy, it's faith. And so once we begin to recognize that, we can understand that we can stop chasing. Well, we always want to chase him, of course, but we can stop chasing these worldly things that are not going to satisfy us or fill us and understand that he's the only one who will do that. He is. He is the one that satisfies. Absolutely. And and I'll tell you, I'm going to share in the notes today, I, I just shared a podcast recently, earlier this summer, about finding our fulfillment and our our joy in him. And so we'll reference that in the notes because I think sometimes we think it's everywhere else and he is our ultimate expectation meter. And so mm-hmm. we, we turn to him. And that is why John 15 uh, verse 9 through 11 is my signature scripture because <laughs> we, we think it's so difficult. Jesus basically spells it out right there. So uh, and I'm going to paraphrase. He says that if you abide in the father's love, like, like he does and, and do his will, then he will fill us with joy and the it's the only joy that will complete us some translations use complete some translations use fill but i think it's that idea of finally being completed and you know what i love my husband but your husband's not going to complete you your children are not going to complete you drugs and alcohol and that's not going to complete you there's only one joy it's the joy of the lord that will complete you Yes. Jesus is our joy. That's a good word. That's awesome. Yes. That, that'll preach, girl. <laughs> uh, well, you say that I know you have some books and ebooks available. So tell us a little bit about that and where we can find those. Yes. So um, available on Amazon. So the devotional is whispering in his ear. And I can tell you that I'm actually creating a new study guide to go with it. So say you want to do uh, in a small group, you can have the devotional and then a study guide to go with it. Uh, basically, it is a uh, if you if you do it the way I suggested it, it's a 30 day devotional. There's 15 devotions with exercises that you will spend roughly two days completing. Um, these devotionals are basically life lessons that the Lord has given me. They include a lot of the things you were talking about. Um, I, for example, I um, was part of a small group in my church where we would take food to people who were ill or maybe new moms and things like that. And there was a time when I began to question, like, why am I doing this? Why these people, I mean, they really want my food. And why am I not feeling the satisfaction in this service, you know, and I realized that I was treating it like a pizza delivery service. I, you know, I wasn't praying over the food. I wasn't really thinking about it. And so um, there are life lessons, I think, that are all around us if we just look. So 15 life lessons, uh, prayers and exercises to go with it. And that will get you through a month of devotions. And then also um, with the with the new uh, study guide that's coming out, perfect for small groups. That's good. I also have a, a book of, of poetry slash lyrics. I'm not musical, but I like to write. And the Lord has given me some words that um, actually some have been put to music. I have a writing partner, uh, but the book is in the form of poems uh, that he's given to me. A lot of it's based on scripture. A lot of it's based on, well, all of it's based on scripture, but just what he has shared with me. 
Um, so that's available. And then funny enough, I actually do have a book on hair that I published okay. a while ago. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I actually did what's do that. that. What, so, what's that? What does that look like? It's called Hair Goddess. And it's actually, it's a collection of, I think, 15 essays um, from uh, from women and one man on on their hair journey and what hair means to them and how hair represents them in society and things like that. That's not, fine. It's not really Christian at all, but it's a book that it is available on Amazon. Okay, it sounds like fun. It sounds like a fun it, book. Yes. It's, it's, a good, it's really good. Yeah. Well, you've been busy, girl. It sounds like you've got quite a few great resources. So how can people learn more about your ministry and, re- and get in touch with you? Absolutely. So it's very easy. Positivelyjoy.com. I will tell you a little funny story about that. So I, if you go back to maybe episode one, you will see that this podcast was called the Finding Joy Podcast. But I'm very impulsive. I'm not a planner. I just jumped right in. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't know about you if you were a planner or not, but I jumped right in. I ser- I soon realized that there were lots of Finding Joy out there. And I said, okay, I need to change the name. What can, what can the name be? And so this name that he gave me, Positively Joy. And I said, no, Lord, that's not right. It's not grammatically correct. <laughs> Because remember, yeah, yeah. I'm a former journalist, yes. right? I was like, it should be positively joyful or positively joyous, but that is not what he said. So I said, okay, it will be positively joy. And a lot of people really like it. It's catchy. I don't know, but that's where that name came from. That's cool. And and yeah. I, she has, you can't see it, but on our Zoom screen, she has joy behind her, all kinds of words that say joy. So that's pretty cool. I like the I name. Do. And I think sometimes if it's not just like everybody else and even a little off, on the grammar, it makes it sound more interesting. So I love he, that. He knew, he knew what he, he knew was what doing. He's doing. I, he did. I didn't need to, I didn't need to put my foot in it. Exactly. Yeah. So positivelyjoy.com. Um, once you're there, uh, you can see the pot, you can listen to episodes of the podcast. You can see, uh, we had a, we had a book club going on this year, a kind of a virtual book club. I suggest several books that you can complete the year with, uh, lots of really wonderful Christian books. And then also I have a free resource and we just talked about seeking and choosing, right? Uh, It's five ways to choose joy. That's good. And I tell you how to, and again, it's free. And I tell you how to basically make the choices in your life um, to set aside the time, create, create a place in your home, just practical steps to actually choose joy so you can spend time with the Lord. That sounds really good. And that's free on your website. So they can go to positivelyjoy.com and look on the site and they can sign up and get the free resources. So I I like free things. So I think most people do. Well, listen, at Women Living Courageously, um, our motto is that we're ordinary women, but we serve an extraordinary God. So I always like to ask these two questions. So here's the first one. How are you ordinary? How are you just one of the girls? You can share anything you want, but just what makes you a regular chick? I love TV. I probably watch way too much of it. Uh, I have uh, Netflix and uh, Netflix and chill, all the good stuff. Um, so I just, I'm pretty much of a homebody. I, I'm an extrovert, but I love, I love my home. I love being at home with my, with my dog and two cats. I love my pets. Um, I love my husband. Uh, but I also love my, my pets. Well, let me ask you this, because this is also what, what we love to ask our guests. How has God been extraordinary to you? Oh, my goodness. So as I said before, I was married to a man with bipolar disorder. And um, I was unhappy for a long time, but I felt like, you know, I, I really respected my marriage vows. Uh, but there came a time when he was unable to control 
the disorder and and got into some bad behavior and I you know just wasn't going to do that anymore and so we did divorce and I felt really bad about it I felt very very bad that I had a failed marriage and I was just so worried that I would never find love again I remember clearly there was this one night where I was listening to Caleb, I couldn't go to sleep. I'm crying, just, you know, just thinking that I was going to be, um, never find love again. And then the Matthew West song more came on where he says, the Lord is speaking. I love you more than the sun and the stars and all these things that I've created. And right then the tears dried up. I knew immediately that I wasn't afraid of not finding love. I was afraid of being alone. But I didn't have to be afraid of being alone because he would be there with me and always loved me. That was such a real thing. I mean, this isn't, you know, I mean, it was a very, very real moment at that time. He's done a lot of wonderful things for me, including um, allowing me to meet the wonderful man that I'm married to now. But that night, that night of grief, he just he just turned it right around. And, you know, it's so sweet how it seems like we meet Jesus like never before when we're going through something horrible. When we're oh, yeah. at our lowest, it's like he becomes the most real and sweet to us. So I, I've seen that over and over again. Let me ask you this before we go. It could be somebody's listening, and, and I didn't ask you this, so this is an impromptu question, but you said you're good at these. <laughs> and so I'm going <laughs> to ask you, for that woman— who's really struggling because she's either single or single again. She's, she's sitting there feeling alone. What encouragement do you have for her? That the Lord is there and he has a plan for you. So I'll just tell you what I did that night when I was crying and then heard the, through Matthew West, heard the, the Lord's words for me. I knew at that moment I needed to just take a break and be with the Lord. So I stopped dating. I stopped looking for dates, all of that for about two years. Cause I just needed, I needed to not repair my relationship with the Lord. Remember, I never stopped going to church. I never stopped believing, but I think I realized I needed to have a, a closer relationship. So if you, if you're out there and you are feeling alone, I would ask you take the temperature of your relationship with the Lord. Does it need to get a little hotter? Because I, mine did. Even though, again, never stop going to church, always believing, but um, that temperature might need to come up a little bit. So for me, it meant stopping dating or whatever and spending some time with him. And then he told me when it was time to start looking again. That's a great word. I love that. And it makes me think of, of Matthew six thirty three, where he says, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added to you. So that's such a good word for anybody that's listening and struggling. It could be God's just calling you back to him. And he wants you to quit worrying about whatever else it is that you want. He wants you to want him first and foremost, and then he can provide the other things. That's good. Thank you. That's good encouragement. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been sweet and refreshing, and we've loved hearing your story. And I'll tell you, I wish people could see your face because this woman exudes joy. <laughs> and uh, she is joy. And I, I love that you share that with other people and you're letting God use you in that way. And so I want to remind our listeners that you need to get in touch with her. You need to find her, PositivelyJoy.com. Get your freebies. And we'll also put in the show notes some links to the episodes that we mentioned and to your books. And so people can go and look for those. Absolutely. And certainly, um, and I'll make sure you have 
uh, my Instagram and Facebook links and all of that as well, because you can find me at Positively Joy Podcast at all places. That sounds great. Well, it has been sweet today. And so thank you so much for encouraging us. My heart's been encouraged and, and I've just been reminded I need to seek him first and most and let all the other things go, that he is our treasure and he is our joy. So thank you for that reminder. It's such a good word. And I want everybody to remember we are ordinary women, but we serve an extraordinary God who gives incredible joy. 